Good morning. Welcome to Daily Confetti with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Wednesday, August 7th, and we're happy that you chose to spend today with us in Daily Confetti. All day. Thank you uh, for liking and subscribing, and please share this video with your friends and all the things that Carter says. Yes. You know, you're allowed to say them also, Carrie. <laughs> I got to get better at saying them. Um, apparently, by the way, we have advertisements now running like people said, oh, I saw an ad watching your show. I can't, like, I can't believe they let us monetize on, what, like three videos? That's awesome. Yeah. Three out of 200 videos get monetized. <laughs> I, it might be just that I've been swearing too much, so I am going to make an effort to. Uh, to I don't the think. That, yeah, I don't think that has. They'll use any excuse, I'm sure. But they like Mikey, our friend Mike Harlow. He just had his his video demonetized. There's no swear words in it at all. It's like him doing a parody video of um, uh, what's her Marianne name, Williamson. Marianne Williamson, and like you know, SNL can do parody. Just no problem. Right. But if you're a wrong thinker. Yeah. Legacy media can talk about controversial stuff, but not, not anyone yeah. new. Not anyone new. Um, Carrie, you wanted to talk about the Democratic Socialists of America had a little convention the other day. Yeah. I figured people have seen some of this by now, but why not just watch it together and laugh? Can we, do you have it queued up? I have a few different things queued up. I, um, this is the kind of event, by the way, that when we have a budget and maybe by next year when they have one, we'll be able to do this. I, I, it's hard to find like footage of the entire thing. There's not really footage of the entire thing. There's just other people's clips. This is the kind of event I totally would have wanted to be at undercover. Probably I couldn't get away with it, but you could probably sneak in undercover. Wear, and my, wear my pink pussy hat, like totally blend yeah, in. Do your, do your jazz hands. But yes, I have, we have some queued up. Let's just watch some of what we've, we've got. Um, I guess the way to, to start this is to say, these are the people who are going to, I guess, run the world. This is, these are your future overlords. safe, uh, keeping each other secure, and making sure that everybody is able to uh, fully participate in this convention. The first thing that we have to talk about is accessibility. Um, we have a lot of disabled comrades, and uh, a lot of those are invisible disabilities. You don't know who it is uh, that is having a more difficult time navigating this space, and this space was not created with all of their needs in mind, so it's up to us to modify that space to make sure that uh, everybody is able to move in the ways that they need to move. What this means is that, um, first of all, in this room, I see that no one's clapping for me. It could be because I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this. And that's really important because those loud bursts of noise, even though this is a noisy space, but we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap, shoot up these. I kind of feel like we need to pause already, Carrie. Well, I've, I've, the camera's not going to go to me because I was clapping like this. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so I don't know that everyone can see. This was, uh, this was Jazz Hands. He was so gonna... this is, they, it's not exactly Jazz Hands. It's the kind of clapping that you do for um, 
it's, is it, it's, it's a silent clapping where you put your hands up and you kind of wiggle your fingers. I thought that was jazz hands. Maybe I don't know my jazz hands. Oh yeah. That's not jazz hands. What are jazz, <laughs> jazz hands? <laughs> Isn't jazz hands more like this? <laughs> this is jazz hands. Oh really? I thought this was just jazz hands. Mm. Really? I, oh, well, this, this, okay. Right here at this height, this is jazz hands. You shake it like that, right? Oh, but if you put them over your but head. You put them up. This is applause. You do this. You put it over your head. You're I, applauding. Oh, that's important. <laughs> and the thing, the thing that I love most about this is how sincere this guy is about how important it is. It's really important, guys. It's really important that you do the jazz hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, they, they, this whole thing about invisible disabilities you know, as we've talked about SJWs, they, it's, a, it's a social status thing to check off more of these marginalized boxes. And so you get people who now are clinging to whatever mental health issues they have as being some type of marginalization. Oh, I have, I have depression, you know, and yeah. I'm not going to get over it because that's my identity and that gives me points, right? Um, then you, then there's, there's been this development of people now claiming disability, like actual physical disability that you can't see. And so, so you never, like some people have, you just can't tell. No, like the reason he doesn't want people applauding is because some people have an invisible disability where applause and loud noises makes them anxious or causes some type of physical reaction in them. Mm, It's a room full of snowflakes is what it is. How will they fare in a civil war? (laughs) Shouldn't they be advocating for silencers? All right. Um, Let's let's keep watching, Carrie. Okay. This uh, bastion of masculinity. Um, in terms of movement, right? You'll notice that a lot of these floors are connected by elevators. Those elevators are very slow. If you are able to use the stairs, the stairs that are immediately outside, and even better, if you're able to go across the way to use the stairs in the corners, that's going to free up space for people who, uh, who, who have to rely upon uh, the other forms of transportation. If you, have, if you can use the stairs, use the stairs. If you are able to use uh, the escalators, use the escalators. Um, and uh, if, you, um, if you need the elevator, the marshals are gonna be trying to do our best to make sure that access to that is reserved for people. I love how they call them marshals, by the way, and yeah. they use the word yeah. comrades um, a lot. And, and additionally, with the um, the noise comrades. issues, like avoid hissing, avoid waving banners, right? Um, because those there's there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. That, that guy had to walk over and tell him, uh, you forgot to tell people to not hiss. <laughs> <laughs> You forgot to list all the noises you can't do, dude. No hissing. Um, yeah, by the way, it, like, what's to say someone doesn't have a disability where like, ah, this is visually upsetting. Uh, I'm, right, I'm, like this might throw me into an epileptic. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, just, I, re- I really have that. an idea. <laughs> I really have an idea for a sketch where you're at a convention like this, but like like nuclear war is about to happen. We're about to go to war with someone, right? But you're at a convention like this and you've got these people arguing over 
gender neutral bathrooms and like which bathroom and like what's the appropriate hand thing to do and all these just really ridiculous things they're talking about as the bombs start to fall. <laughs> gender neutral bomb shelters. Which bomb shelter should you how do you how do you direct people if you have to go to the bomb shelter? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's keep watching this guy. By the way, I this looks like he's wearing like a Cuban military uh, thing, which is uh, fun. But okay, here we go. Um, we have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? On Piedmont <laughs> floor, on seven, there's one that has video but no sound. If you still want to be able to observe the convention, but the sound is an issue. There's also on Piedmont eight a completely quiet room. One thing to note there, please don't go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? <laughs> I, the term aggressive scent says everything about these people. The fact that there's such a thing as an aggressive scent. Um, oh my gosh. So, well, uh, it does make me, I have, I have traveled skunk before. It does make me oh think, I guess, I guess, you, I guess there is an aggressive scent. What they what they do when they do stuff like this is they take every neuroses that a person might might have and they turn it into something. They validate it and they put it on a pedestal. And so if you're like, I just can't be around perfume. It's I I just can't tolerate it. I have an allergy and it, I have this. You know, like I'm thinking of a relative of mine who's a hypochondriac. She would feel amazing at a place like this because every little thing that is in her head that's that she has to deal with they would be like yes that is perfect and that is part of your identity yes you have <laughs> aggressive aggressive scent dysphoria or whatever it is uh phobia okay um let's let's see what else this guy's gonna gonna tell us um, because that's going to be difficult for people. Uh, and whether, you know, perfumes or anything like that. Um, so in addition to this collective security, we need to be working on consent, right? We don't, the, the principle of collective security is we don't want to put people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we have to be accountable to each other that our actions might have negative uh, consequences for other people. So first and foremost, use the proper doors, right? Don't try and exit through these or any other sort of like fun shortcuts you see. We really need to keep those closed. Um, you have to have... I'm sorry. <laughs> Putting people in stressful situations that they didn't consent to involves using the wrong door? Carrie, what I is that? I don't understand this one yet. Keep going. Okay. Well, don't worry. We're just going to get more fun. Have your credentials at all time. We're not trying to be jerks, but there are um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here. And the way that you enable us to keep them out is by making sure it's very easy for all the marshals to uh, to see those. Um, if you, we're also talking about de-escalation, right? Um, because people are going to have different experiences of things that some others might think is normal heatedness, and I think in some of that. There's an inevitability there, but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate ourselves, right? And we okay, have positive. going to help you. Okay. Imagine that the conference is like three days of all of this preparation and discussion about how to be at the conference. And then they have like 10 minutes for, okay, now let's talk about policy, guys. <laughs> Also, this work, I will play a clip later. There were some heated tempers. 
Um, yeah, it's just three days of like babysitting. Show of hands, ladies, who wants to rub an aggressive scent on this gentleman? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Uh, do that. If you are having a conflict with somebody, feel free to step away, right? We're going to make sure that you can get out of that space. Let somebody else step away if they need to step away, right? Um, and generally, uh, try to be chill, right? Take a deep breath. And feel better before you say anything. <laughs> we also have an info. Oh, that's how you do it. Info security, right? Re this is really, really important. Um, please don't tweet photos of your credentials. Um, that would be very <laughs> bad. Uh, please don't share your credentials with other people. If you have friends here that you would like to be here and they don't have credentials, don't let them in. Don't make exceptions for those people because it makes it really hard to, uh, to take care of the people. Don't really talk to anybody who doesn't have a credential, especially if claim to be from the press. You have no idea who that person is. Please do not talk to anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the press without having uh, credentials. Okay, pause. This has become so popular on the left lately. Um, we shot a video, which we may or may not release, um, where I went to one of these drag queens. Huh? <laughs> if I get around to doing my job, yes. Uh, well, we have a lot, you have a lot to do. Um, but we, I went to the dra drag queen story hour and like tried to interview people. Right. And everyone on the left, on the, on the side, uh, I guess that you would roughly call the right and the left, if you want to divide it into right and left, but, but the people who would more, I guess, uh, uh, accurately be described as being on the right, they were perfectly willing to talk to me and my friend and my friend and I looked like leftists in, in total, like it, we did not look like we were there on the side of right-wingers. Um, but then we went over to the left and everyone's like, don't, who are you with? I'm sorry. And, and it, we actually heard people saying, I heard a dad saying to his family, like, you got to be careful who you talk to. And you know, they'll, they'll put it online and make you try to make it look stupid. It's like, I think they're so used to now being, um, you, you've got people like Fleckus Talks, you've got people like Steven Crowder, you've got um, the, uh, is it, is it the reason guys that go out and do this or campus progress? You've got people who go out and interview the college kids and yep. look, they don't have to make you look stupid. You're saying stupid oh, things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so they're so paranoid now they won't talk to anyone. You've got to wonder like if how strong are your beliefs? If you can't, if you don't feel comfortable articulating them, even to someone who you view as the enemy, it is telling how paranoid they are about outsiders. They're extremely worried about outsiders, which um, ding, 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 cult. Right? This is a, it's a cult. This is indication of cult-like behavior, right? Don't talk to anyone without a badge. Don't talk to anyone on the outside. You know, they're everyone on the outside that, you know, the others are bad. Talk about othering. Uh, this is it. So, okay, let's, let's keep going. Um, don't talk to cops. Don't talk to MAGA assholes. Oh, we're almost there. Just uh, this, but thank you. Um, we are going to be visited tomorrow um, by some MAGA protesters. Um, is there anybody here who's done abortion clinic escort work? Awesome. 
It's a very similar operation to that, right? With abortion clinic escort work, you don't want to engage with the, the, the MAGAs. You don't want to engage with them at all because we really, the priority is getting people in and out safely without them being harassed by anybody. So by you engaging with them, you are putting uh, danger and stress on your comrades who didn't consent to that. Um, and uh, by all means, don't talk to cops if there are cops there for any reason at all, right? Um, and if you do see someone talking to cops, uh, let the marshals know. Um. <laughs> so report people who are talking to the police. Interesting. Um, not that we're cops. We're not trying to police you guys at all. Um, just Don't make sure it. we're just, yeah, just self-police your neighbors. Well, interesting also, this whole, like, don't talk to anyone thing. I mean, it, it kind of belies the fact that their plan isn't to convince people. <laughs> they, they plan on taking over, but it's not through convincing people. Oh, no, they don't have any, they don't have any desire to engage or to, no. yeah. That, that, that's enough of that video. Let's look at, um, there's another video clip, though, which is short that I want to show you, Carrie, that also exemplifies what uh, goes on in these kind of things. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. But by the way, you can <laughs> you see the hands, people waving hands. Um, defeat capitalism is their theme. We can talk about that later. Thank you so much. Right, right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you love that, Carrie? This is my favorite. I've been waiting. Yeah. Quick point of privilege, quick point of privilege. He, and then, and then he, they talk in this language as if everybody, this is just normal to go around talking this way. Right. I, he, I, him, I, he, he says, wait, rewind it. He's quick point of privilege. He says his name and he's like, he, him. Yeah. He, him. I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble focusing. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. Okay, uh, pause it there. You know what this makes me think of? What? Okay, I'm gonna do a uh, screen share. And I, I hope this is gonna make sense to you. This is, this is what this makes me think of. Okay guys, uh, these eggs have given us a lot of trouble in the past. Uh, does anybody need anything off this guy or can we bypass him? Uh, I think Leroy needs something from this guy. Oh, he he needs those devout shoulders. Doesn't isn't he a paladin? Yeah, but that'll help him heal better. He'll have more mana. Christ. Okay. Uh. Well, what we'll do? I'll run in first. Uh. Gather up all the eggs. So we can kind of just you know blast them all down with AOE. Um. I will use intimidating shout to kind of scatter them, so we don't have to fight a whole bunch of them at once. Uh, when my shout's done, uh, I'll need Anthony to come in and drop his shout too, uh, so we can keep him scattered and not to fight too many. Um, when his is done, Bass, of course, will need to run in and do the same thing. Uh, we're going to need divine intervention on our mages, uh, so they can uh, AE 
uh, so we can, of course, get them down fast because we're bringing all these guys. I mean, we'll be in trouble if we don't take them down quick. Uh, I think it's a pretty good plan. We should be able to pull it off this time. Uh, what do you think, Abdul? Can you give me a number crunch real quick? <laughs> you don't know what this is? No, I have no idea. This is one of the funniest internet videos of all time. It's very old, but it's still up here. My, the point is, this video is hilarious. The Leroy Jenkins video is one of the funniest videos of all time. It's just, a, it's, just a, it's just video footage of some guys playing World of Warcraft together, and they're, they're having a discussion about what they're going to be doing as they run. I think it's World of Warcraft. They're having a discussion about their plan of attack as they go into this room, and they all have a job to do. And this guy makes me think, it's like he's playing Dungeons and Dragons or World of Warcraft or something. He's like, quick point of privilege. So we're going to be like, <laughs> it's just like, it's talking imaginary talk about imaginary things. That's, that's what it, it's like playing a video game. This guy's out there, you know, I'm sure he feels like a big guy at the microphone. Now's my chance to be important in this room and to say something that everyone needs to know. And they all need to know that I can't focus because there's chatter. Yes. All right. Um, And by the way, I I mean, most people are doing this kind of thing with their hands. So I don't know how much chatter there can actually be. But let's watch the next. This is this is my favorite clip. Okay. is there a speaker against name chapter pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. What, what, what did she say? <laughs> I was, I rewound that one a few times because I, I was think like, he needs to cough. But what I, did she say that was gendered? I don't think she said anything. That's uh, the thing. Unless it was, I haven't seen a clip of her saying anything gendered. Someone might have. Uh, or, or, which I, I think. The or might be funnier. Maybe he's mad at the guy before who said he was he, him. Maybe you're not allowed to say that you're or you have a gender. I don't know. Uh, but it's not clear to me. Maybe someone used, maybe someone said ladies and gentlemen or something earlier or, or whatever. This but is like LARPing. This is like live action role playing. It is like LARPing, except for it looks a lot less fun than... I've never LARPed, but it seems like LARPing would be more fun than this. LARPing is actually, it's a lot more fun than this. But this is like a very boring LARP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Carrie, I, we, can, we can make fun of this, and we should. It is silly. It is silly. A, a couple things to point out. And you can find other videos online of a lot of this kind of stuff that went on at the convention. Uh, they, they did really like using the word comrade, which... I think it's hilarious and also disturbing. Um, But I went to their website because I don't, as much as we can mock them and it is funny, they're also, (laughs) you know, they're gaining power. I mean, actual socialists have taken over countries in the past and, and, you know, communism killed what a hundred million people last century. So they might be ridiculous, but they, and, and, we, and we can laugh at them, but it's important to understand, I think, what they're actually saying uh, of substance. And so I wanted to see, I've, I looked this up before, but I kind of forgot because I know people use democratic socialism to mean whatever they want. So I went to their website, I looked up, they have a little section, Democratic Socialists of America. 
what is this is from the this is these are the people who put on the convention um can i just can i just read like especially just the first section which is uh about democratic socialism yes please uh because there's a reason to understand this. So it says, what is democratic socialism? Democratic socialists believe that both the economy and society should be run democratically to meet public needs, not to make profits for a few. To achieve a more just society, many structures of our government and economy must be radically transformed through greater economic and social democracy so that ordinary Americans can participate in the many decisions that affect our lives, Democracy and socialism go hand in hand all over the world. Wherever the idea of democracy has taken root, the vision of socialism has taken root as well, everywhere but in the United States. Because of this, many false ideas about socialism have developed in the U.S. And, and they, they go through some false ideas about socialism. But um, I, this is why it's important. I know I harp on philosophy. This is why it's important to have the conversation at a level of philosophical premises, not politics, because they are going to argue in the rest of this thing is their argument is like, well, communism wasn't socialism. This isn't socialism. That's not socialism. Democratic socialism is different in these ways. And we have, we have different costumes and blah, blah, like whatever it is. Right. And the problem is, there's an infinite number of ways to implement collectivism. They're all collectivism. They're all evil. And so, you know, Mao does something and they say, well, that's not real communism. You know, the Soviets do something that's not actual socialism. You know, Venezuela, oh, that's not, that's not really what we meant by socialism. And they just, they just pick another variant and their variant here is not really any different than everything, anything else but it shares the fundamental philosophic premise, which is collectivism over individualism. It's, it's collectivism. And it also is built on a false understanding of what capitalism is. And this is why um, I have so much to say in my head's a little bit, uh, I haven't organized thoughts, but this is why mixed economies always eventually lead to socialism. Um, I, let me try and explain that. So capitalism fundamentally is just voluntary interaction with people. It's not, it doesn't mean um, big banks with the Federal Reserve and oligarchy and a revolving door between regulators and large companies. And like, that's not, none of that is capitalism, right? Corporate subsidies, uh, going to war against random countries in the Middle East. None of that is, is capitalism. Um, and you know, both, both capitalists and Marxists can say, well, true capitalism or true Marxism haven't been tried anywhere. Mm -hmm. That may be technically true, um, but I'm not going to throw out examples of where capitalism has been kind of tried and kind of tease out what, what it did, and it did accomplish some great things. And, and, and I think the honest socialist or honest Marxist would do the same thing and say, yeah, what are kind of the essentials? And when those essentials are tried, you know, what's the result? But Capitalism is, is ultimately just voluntary exchange between people. That's, that's all it is. It's, it's a government, you know, if, if you have a government enforcing capitalism, it's literally just individual rights. It's property rights and voluntary interaction. That, that's it. That's all it really is. 
But when you let a little bit of, so what happens is when people- I don't think that's what people think of capitalism as. These people, if you ask them what it is, that's not what they would say. Of course, of course. They of think course. capitalism is like corporate, corporatism. Of course, of course they wouldn't say that. But that's why I think it's important to understand what it actually is and what the, because they will argue, you know, from, you know, six ways from Sunday that Venezuela is not actually socialism, right? And I'm sure there are elements of the Venezuelan economy that aren't pure socialism. So uh, fine, right? But in its essence, that's all capitalism is. And, and, and what, what happens is, when, when you don't defend it on philosophical grounds and you try to be a pragmatist, this is why you ultimately lose. And this is why, by the way, I think uh, the moderates, and I know we have a lot of moderates that listen and whatever, but like the position of being a moderate is ultimately irrelevant because principles drive culture, not, not pragmatism. Pragmatism doesn't drive culture. Principles do. And so when you, when you have, when you take something that's, let's say, mostly capitalist and you, you, and for pragmatic reasons, you say, well, let's just do a little bit of this socialist thing here, because just a little bit in this case is a good idea. I, you know, I, we can't trust private companies to build roads or we can't trust, you know, private charities to, to solve this one problem. So let's just do a little bit of socialism over here. What inevitably happens is when something goes wrong, um, it's never advantageous to blame capitalism because capitalism doesn't, if you blame, or sorry, it's never advantageous to blame socialism. It's always advantageous to blame capitalism because if you blame socialism, that means you have to like roll back power and go back to capitalism. And that's not good for anyone who wants to lead and be a ruler, right? Rulers want something to control. So capitalism always gets to blame because only by blaming capitalism do you get to do more control. And so capitalism- that's Blame, that's so you a do, great point. That's like, yeah. It, it's, just, it's inevitable um, because, yeah, there's no, there's, no, there's no incentive to say, oh, it was the thing that government did. Let's stop that. Like, who would say that, right? That, that's, that's not a way to gain power. So it, you end up with this inevitable march towards more and more socialism and we live in a mixed economy like anyone who argues that we live in capitalism or socialism is just either dishonest or stupid like we're clearly in a mixed economy we have capitalism okay. and we have no, dishonest or ignorant don't say stupid i'm ignorant about a lot of things no it's true don't roll your eyes at me sir <laughs> look i'm ignorant about a lot of things i'm not stupid there is a difference between ignorance and stupid i, I will I will grant you that. Yes. Um, but, but their argument here, you know, they're the, the, you know, getting back to this democratic socialism thing, they, they look at some ills in society and they're just doing the same thing that everyone always does. Oh, these ills are because of capitalism. Right. And they look at, Hey, these big banks get bailouts. That's capitalism. N no, that's actually socialism. Those are, that's called socializing the losses. It's not capitalism. Um, but now they just, it's like, it's, how do I want to say? Did you ever see the movie? Um, and I know it's a parody, but do you ever see the movie Spaceballs? Yes. Right? It's like, it's like, they're like, no, 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 no. We don't have Darth Vader. We have Dark Helmet. No, no, no. It's not the, 
it's not, we're not using the force. We're using the Schwartz. It's not, it's not yo, it's not Yoda. It's yogurt. Like we're totally different, right? All, they just, they just do, they name things differently. And you know, they, they have slightly different, Oh, we're going to, you know, usually it's all magical thinking stuff like, Oh, we're not going to expand the government. We're just going to make sure that companies do what they're supposed to by democratic rule. How do you think that happens? It, it happens through expanding the government, right? So I just want to, can I just read a couple things they say they're not going to do? Yes, please. So there's one of their first question here is, doesn't socialism mean that the government will own and run everything? Okay. Um, now, actually, in pure communism, that is true. In pure communism, the government does uh, own and run everything. So this is a question that they get asked. And their answer is, democratic socialists do not want to create an all-powerful government bureaucracy, period. Right? So this is just an outright lie. I mean, they're going to say, we don't want to do this, but then we're going to read the things that they do want to do, and that requires creating an all-powerful government bureaucracy. So that's like saying, like, you know, I don't want to be fat and unhealthy. I'm just going to eat ice cream for every meal and never work out. Okay, so you want to be fat and unhealthy. Like, let's just, let's just admit what you're going for here. So they say, so that's their first sentence, but we do not want, uh, but, but we don't want to create an all-powerful government bureaucracy, but we do not want big corporate bureaucracies to control our society either. Well, no one, well, maybe big corporations do and rulers do, but most people don't want big corporations controlling our society either. That's fine. But in, in a pure voluntary society, in pure capitalism, they don't actually control anything. They can offer goods and services, but uh, it requires government to get the control that they're talking about. So this is kind of a, they're, they're, they're identifying a problem that real people feel like, oh yeah, I don't want big corporations doing this stuff like banks do. Yeah, we don't either, but that doesn't, it's, it's because of government's involvement that they have this power. So they say, rather, we believe that social and economic decisions should be made by those whom they most affect. Well, again, that sentence sounds fine, right? Taken to its ultimate conclusion, I would say, sure, my social and economic decisions should be made by me. Your social and economic decisions should be made by you. Those are the people whose those economic decisions most affect. They're my stuff, my decisions. Your stuff, your decisions. But that's not what they mean. So they say, today, corporate executives who answer only to themselves and a few wealthy stockholders make basic economic decisions affecting millions of people. Okay, this is interesting because they've, they act like you're affected when someone offers you a product. Like, oh my God, how dare you invent something and offer it for sale on the, on the, to the public? You're affecting millions of people. Well, I guess, I guess you are. Now, remember, the, the corporate executives answering only to a few wealthy stockholders, first of all, everyone who has a 401k or a pension or any kind of thing like that, uh, you are one of those wealthy stockholders, right? And publicly traded companies are largely owned. I mean, yes, there are some people who own big chunks, um, who own, you know, run hedge funds or whatever, but even they aren't usually, it's usually someone else's money. It's a, it's a mix of money. And those shareholders own, own it because they were the ones who invested the money prior. 
to make it happen in the first place. That's how business works. So this is like, it's like you go till your field. Carrie, Carrie plants some corn in her backyard and harvests the corn. And these assholes come along and say, well, Carrie's not giving the corn away. She's making economic decisions that affect <laughs> her community. Like, yeah, she's only giving the corn to Carter. And she says, well, yeah, because he gave me the seeds. Uh, okay, we have a deal. Carter gave me seeds. I grew the corn. We split it. Like, oh, okay, that's not anyone else's business but ours. So anyway, they say that. And then they say resources are used to make money for capitalists rather than to meet human need, which is a false dichotomy. Making money for capitalists doesn't mean not meeting human needs. If you've ever built a business, try running a coffee shop without meeting the needs of your customers. You'll go out of business. That's what capitalism is ultimately, and I don't mean oligarchy. I don't mean the weird uh, kind of cronyism that we have today. I mean actual capitalism that requires meeting human needs. That's, that's what you do. So, okay, so this is, we believe that the workers and customers, or sorry, workers and consumers who are affected by economic institutions should own and control them. Well, this is the thing. No one's stopping you from doing that. There's a co-op a few miles away from me that makes really good pizza that I visit. They're a co-op. They do a great job. You know, actual capitalists don't have anything against you having your little commune or your little co-op or do whatever you want. And if, if that turns out to be super successful and a great model, awesome. Do it. No one's, no, no one's saying that shouldn't be tried. That's fine. Um, but I don't think they're talking about having a bakery. Uh, I think when they say the workers and consumers who are affected should own, I think they mean we should seize control of the means of production. Where have I heard that before, Carrie? Yes. Um, okay, so then they say social, uh, this is, I don't have too much more. Social ownership could take many forms, such as worker-owned cooperatives or publicly owned enterprises managed by workers and consumer representatives. So there are worker-owned cooperatives and actually publicly owned companies are managed by workers and consumer representatives. That's actually what happens today. Uh, those representatives are called shareholders and the workers are called people who get paid. And the people who are best at managing get paid more, usually. So this is really weird. So they say democratic socialists favor as much decentralization as possible while the large concentrations of capital and industries, so this is, here's a telling thing. While the large concentrations of capital in industries such as energy and steel may necessitate some form of state ownership, <laughs> uh, many consumer goods industries might best be run as cooperatives. So they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, if it's big, we might take over. But, you know, if you're baking bread, it's probably better to be a cooperative. I'm sure that, you know, that bar will change suddenly. Like, well, why is steel more important than the guy who makes my food? Mm -hmm. um, so, Democrat, so this is the, again, democratic socialists have long rejected the belief that the whole economy should be centrally planned. While we believe that democratic planning can shape major investments like mass transit, housing, and energy, market mechanisms are needed to determine the demand for many consumer goods. So this is a, this is, first of all, this is basically a lie. Um, there's no qualitative difference between housing and other consumer goods, for example. So if the market is best at determining food, then why isn't it best at, at, at solving the problem of housing? Um, they, they say we don't believe in central planning, but they use the word democratic planning, which is like, 
again, even the Communist Party, they talked about central planning, but you could describe the Communist Party in the same, in, in Soviet Russia, you could describe it in the same way, which is like, well, we represent the people. This is, the, this is a democratic process. And, you know, we, we're just representing the people. This is what the people want. The people, like you can't actually democratically plan. You can democratically elect people to plan. But can you imagine if you and 300 million people every day had to coordinate, like, how many loaves of bread should we bake at the bakery over here? And how many nail salons should be in El Paso? And, you know, uh, over in Boise, Idaho, should we, should we open that Starbucks or not? And should we add a cappuccino to the menu? Like, you can't democratically control these things. You vote for these people who want to rule you. Um, so that, that's, that's it for that section. I won't, I won't, we could do a whole show about this, but I want to point out that even though this is silly and they are ridiculous, these ideas are, are being spread. And it's not important to point out that like, aha, socialism has been tried or communism has been tried because they will say, in fact, their next sentence is, socialists have been among the harshest critics of authoritarian communist states. That's an outright lie, by the way. That is an outright lie. They have not been. Walter Durante was given a Pulitzer Prize for pushing propaganda from the Soviet Union, uh, Potemkin villages. So uh, th this is, that's a lie. They have not been. They're only critics when the states fail. And then, they, and then their criticism is that wasn't real socialism or communism. But, um, you know, if we just stick to saying communism's the problem, these people are communists, socialism the problem, these people are socialists, They'll just move the target. They'll be like, well, this is democratic socialism. This is green socialism. This is fairy flower butterfly unicorn socialism. This is rainbow socialism. Like they can change all of that all they want. The fundamental problem is that it's collectivist. Individuals own their lives, which means they own their, which means they own the property. Any, anything they have that's theirs is their own private property over which they exert control, including their wallet. They have the freedom of speech and the freedom of association. That's individualism. Collectivism is this idea that you do not own these things, that the group can manage your life for you. And that is a toxic, poisonous idea. And when that idea creeps in, it doesn't matter what you call it. It's the same thing as communism. It's just a different variant of communism or a different variant of Venezuela. And you can label it all you want and you can stick Bernie up there and you can have AOC, you know, giggle about it and, and emphatically talk about the environment. It doesn't, none of this matters. The fundamental philosophy is evil and we need to start looking at the philosophy. It's the philosophy underlying this that's bad. And uh, that's, that's my rant. Also, we should mock that guy at the thing. Thank you. I, the camera's not going to switch to you if you do the, the dance. I'm, I'm doing the jazz hands. Let's go out on jazz hands. <sighs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Look at You've got to deal with a ranting madman, and I've got to deal with jazz hands now. I think, I think we deserve each other for this show. <laughs> I, I know I, this is, there's no greater response than this. <laughs> I appreciated your rant. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in. Please share and subscribe. Bye.